welcome to You, you Haven't seen. seen, I'm Debbie, and I'm Ashley. This is a podcast where we watch movies that everyone has seen but us, and then we talk about them. And today we are watching um, a movie that <laughs> Ashley and I have both not seen, which is the first original Mad Max, which came out in 1979? Yes. Yes. Um, okay, so originally, guys, this was supposed to be the first three, like, all the original Mel Gibson Mad Max movies, mm-hmm. but guys, we've been busy, so this is just going to be um, the first one. Mad Max 1. Mad Max 1, which was released in 1979. Mm-hmm. It's only like an hour and a half long and based on today's movies I'm like guys this is gonna be like a three hour action <laughs> but we're looking at IMDB right now and I am heartened <laughs> it's only 90 minutes I know I'm really excited <laughs> Uh, this is me. Wham, bam, throw the car. Thank you, ma'am. Um, That's all I want to know. And I will say from the get-go, the only thing I know about this is mm-hmm. Mel Gibson is Mad Max. Mm-hmm. So we have both seen Fury Road, as I'm sure you all know from previous podcasts. Yeah. So I'm anticipating car chases. And this I is, don't think so. I am assuming this is still set in Australia. Well, George Miller's, who directed the film... Yeah, he did the first... Yeah, it's George Miller's still. I did know that. Yeah, George Miller wrote and directed yeah. the film. Um, created it. He is Australian. So yes. So, we're sticking with the Australian Anticipating <laughs> Australians in this. And Mel Gibson's kind of Australian. It comes See, now that's something I'm confused about. I thought he was American? Well, he was born in the U.S. Okay. But then he lived in Australia for a while. Because when you hear him talk now, does he have an Australian accent? No. Okay. Oh? I don't know. I haven't I don't heard him. I know. But I, I'd like to say this first before we get talking. Yeah. Mel Gibson's crazy. He is crazy. He is racist. He is I sexist. I think what Ashley wants to say is we will not be discussing Mel Gibson as a person no. on this podcast. Just put it out there. We know he is racist and sexist. Yes, and we will not be going further into that because nope. we could just talk about that all day about what we would like to change about the man. We're but, talking about, about Mad, Mad Max. Max. Yes, so we um, will not be talking about Mel Gibson. But no, so I mean, he was born in the U.S., but I think he moved to Australia like when he was like a kid. Okay. So, tech. I mean, I feel like wherever you live the most is where you're Okay, because I feel like that's why I didn't already know before I saw Fury Road and then talked to you and Australians about Fury Road that Mad Max was an Australian character mm-hmm. is because I knew it was originally Mel Gibson and I thought he was American. No, it's like this is kind of the Aussie exploitation. Oh, okay. Aussie exploitation. Aussie exploitation. <laughs> what do you know about Mad Max? Actually? Well, I know. Well, I know more about the second and the third one than I do about the first one. Okay. Because I, I recently listened to the Canon podcast, shout out the Canon, and they talk about whether... Give me the link in the description. <laughs> Just give them a shout out. They talk about things, whether things are canonical or not. Oh, okay. So they were talking about whether or not Mad Max 1 is still canonical now that Fury Road has come out. Is it? Has there been an official statement made? Well, the official statement is that Mad Max... One is the prequel to Fury Road. So it goes Mad Max 1, Fury Road, Mad Max 2, Mad Max 3. But technically, I feel like I've read different things where it's like Mad Max 1, 2, Fury Road 3. Okay. But I feel like the official, the one that is considered the most is 1, Fury Road 2, 3. This makes me want to go back to the rest of the Mad Maxes in the future. Um... I want to see the third one so bad. Why? Because Tina Turner's <laughs> Oh, God. Okay. So, let's let's go to the... That's all we know about this movie. Yeah, I mean, I know the same you do. I have Australian. high expectations based off of Fury Road. Um, but, okay. I have lower expectations because I don't know if it's canonical or not. I have high expectations because Fury Road was amazing. Okay. Um, so, let's... Let's, should we do the taglines? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. These are some pretty good ones. I gotta say. Okay. He rules the roads. Ooh. Ooh. My turn? Yes. Mad Max, the maximum force of the future. 
Oh, I was like, it doesn't say Mad Max. It's no, just, but okay. that's what I, I, okay. I feel like you should put it in, though, on those. Okay. Um, the next one is, the last law in a world gone out of control. Pray that he's out there somewhere. I really wish what? we got that one. <laughs> when the gangs take over the highway, remember, he's on your side. This makes me want to go, but is he? <laughs> but he is. But is he? And then Mad Max, take the wheel. <laughs> the last one is the film that started it all, oh, which I feel was not an original tagline. I feel like it was though. They I feel were like, like if we we're, know. Being, we're like, guys, this is gonna last. Guys, guys, guys. Decades. <laughs> guys. Guys, guys, guys. Reboot. <laughs> guys. Guys, guys, guys. South Africa next time. <laughs> guys, guys, guys. Um, so what do you say we start watching this? Let's do it. Right. Okay, we're back. Um Oof. <laughs> yeah, okay, I will say that about 40 minutes into this, all that had happened was the Knight Rider died, and the biker gang, the Knight Rider died, his biker gang killed Mad Max's best friend, and then he was on a road trip and they were out to get him. That's all that that had happened in 45 minutes of a 90-minute movie. So you- we're halfway through, and essentially, we're still in exposition. If you were to tell me that this film was 90 minutes, I would have punched you in the face. It feels like it's four hours long. I was long. like, and I will, the last 20 minutes? Oh. Well, buddy, that was fun. Woo. But until then, we almost turned it off. Yeah. And we're like, we decided to keep watching because we had to see it through. But about half, like, about 45 minutes exactly yeah. into the movie, Ash and I paused it. To take a break and get snacks. <laughs> we had a conversation of like, can we have an episode about this movie? What are we going to talk about? Yeah, it was rough. But that being said, I think the second half is a good payoff for the first half. Because as we were um, bored, I was reading some of the plot summaries on IMDb. And it's like, this movie is watching Max lose everything. Because I feel like what I personally missed was how the guy who got burned alive, Blondie, uh-huh. is like his best friend. Uh-huh. And beca- I kind of, to be perfectly honest, I didn't understand half of the dialogue that was in this movie. Why didn't you understand it? Because they're all too damn Australian, <laughs> actually. <laughs> I could not understand half of the words anyone was saying. <laughs> and I really admit this, is that all... My word, I could not understand anyone when they were speaking. Because they were too damn Australian. <laughs> but, okay, so, what I didn't, because when we first go into this, this is going to be a little lengthy of explanation, but just stay with me. Alright, I'm with you. When we first go into this, I was thinking, like, this dystopia, to me, isn't believable. Because I didn't really quite buy that they're, like, teetering on the brink of a complete societal breakdown. In Mad Max. In this, yeah, what we just watched. Apparently they are, um, according to the prop descriptions I've been reading, because all of them are, like, in a society that's barely being held together. Which I guess, in hindsight, I can see, but at the time, I was like, it seems like they have a justice system, they have a law enforcement. Like, this, to me, what we are watching, does not show me a society on the brink of collapse. And so, I was like, okay... If I look at it through the lens of this society is barely being held together, that these leather-clad policemen are, like, the only thing that's keeping any sort of law enforcement intact, kind of a bit Judge Dreddy, mm-hmm. um, then, to me, it is a lot more believable that, okay, this man who doesn't really want to be doing his job, and that job is holding together society, loses everything that makes him human, and then turns into Mad Max. Like, that's the link that I was missing, Mm -hmm. was that I was not buying this dystopia, Mm -hmm. but had that been more clear, I think I would have found this a lot more interesting. Mm -hmm. Because to me, like, everything's so clean, their cars all match, like, they all have the same paint job. Yeah. Nothing about this screamed dystopia to me. No, it was more like, I kept viewing it as more just some in the near future, because it was like... The train conductor was, like, wearing long johns and a hat. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and so it was like little things where people were just like not fully dressed or they were wearing like patches yeah. or like the cops were all dredged. dredged I was like, okay, this is like 15 years from now. Yeah, like, it seemed very much like it's just, you don't really know when it takes place, but sometime in the future, and, like, you know, things aren't good. They're not bad. Yeah, but they're good enough for, apparently, Max to take a vacation with his girl. You know, it's like, it wasn't quite enough of societal breakdown for me to... There's still hospitals. Yeah, okay, and speaking of the hospitals... I really like these glimpses that we got into this, like, far-out medicine. Like, how, when we saw a guy get, like, in the very first car chase, that policeman gets his, like, glass in his throat, and I just assumed he was dead. And then later we see that he has, like, a built-in voice box. Yeah. And then when Mad Max was turning in his vaccination papers to his boss, and his boss was, like, just going on a vacation... The back of his head, there was a, like, a bullet wound straight in the back of his head and a scar. Mm-hmm. So, apparently, these policemen had these resources, like, medical resources to survive almost anything. And then later, that badass old lady had, like, the yeah. leg braces. So, I was like, okay, if there was just more glimpses of this, where it's right. like, this all looks normal, but then you get these hints of this freakish medicine abilities that they have. Yeah. It's like, if I could just get a little more of that, maybe I would have, like, bought this world a little bit more. Yeah. And granted, we did find out in the middle of the movie that they filmed this for $3,500,000? No. $350,000. Yes, sorry. $350,000 was the budget for this movie. Yeah. No, I mean, I think it's amazing. Very small budget. Astounding that they made this on that amount of money. I mean, personally, I... Like, once I realized that this wasn't Mad Max World, like, I say Mad Max World when I mean the world on fire. Yes. So, like, no gas, no yeah. nothing. When it's not Mad Max World, that's when I was like, oh, okay. That being said, no idea what happened. But I came here for motorcycles and car chases. We and eventually got to there. Learn. Yeah, it's like we eventually got to there. It just took a little while. And I just, maybe that's why I got so, like, distracted and bored halfway through it. Because I just wasn't, like, I don't know. I wanted my world on fire. And it wasn't yeah. there yet. But I hear in two and three, we get there. That's the thing. I feel like this film is what... Is what would happen nowadays if Fury Road was the first ever Mad Max film. And then the fan boys or the fan people were like, I want to know what happened. The fans? The fans. <laughs> Sorry. The, and then the fans were like, well, what's Mad Max's this story? This would be the prequel. I 100, right. Just okay. like very low key, very, there's still big car chases, but it's much more character based. That's true. And it's much more like, setting up the story, which I feel like if I, this goes back to Star Wars, where the first one, I was like, I have no idea what's happening. And then they spelled it all out for you. Well, no, but like Star Wars one could stand on its own. It could, because it was meant to. Right. And it's like kind of connected to This could have stood on its own too, I guess. Yeah, because everything wraps up so nicely at the end. Right. He burns that man. Right. (laughs) Neat little bow. He burns the man alive. And then everyone lives. But, like, I feel like it kind of is the standalone film where it's, like, it would be nice if we had more money to expand this world. Mm-hmm. But, like, if we don't get there, this we're is cool a, with this. This is a complete story arc. Right. Boom. Where I feel like... Which, speaking of that, it's kind of nice looking, like, watching movies that are part of a trilogy or a greater series, but knowing that when they were made, everyone had signed on for just one movie. Yeah. That was a story. Yeah. And I feel like that's something we don't have now, because if it's everyone, I feel like, signs on for things, we like, oh, well, this is going to be a franchise, so there's going to be, like, three. Yeah. Like, but they just like, get, like, one really good story? But that's the problem. It's worth expanding on. My, one of my favorite movies, A Series of Unfortunate Events. Yeah. What's one of your favorite movies? Well, it's really good. Oh, actually, the books were so much better. But it's a really good movie. It's a really good adaptation. And Jim Carrey is really good as Count Jim Carrey is very good as Count (laughs) I will give you that. Alright, maybe I just went more as Jim Carrey as Count Olaf. But, like, it just needed to continue. It's gonna be another series, right, on Netflix? On Netflix. But I don't know if Jim Carrey's gonna be Count Olaf. Oh, okay. And I really like that Billy Connolly was a really nice snake uncle. 
I really like Billy Bob. I did. I was so disappointed in that movie. Really? I really yeah. enjoyed it. I was so disappointed. That's a conversation right. for another time when we're not talking about Mad Max. <laughs> what I was saying was, like, right, like, nowadays people think that it's a franchise, and then if the first one doesn't succeed, you don't get that full story. Yeah. So you get that, uh, it didn't do very well. Yeah. But, um, okay, so, I guess that was our first impressions about this. What were you going to say? Can we talk about car chases now? We can talk about car chases. Okay, car chases! So, like, the first car chase is, like, Knight Rider. (laughs) Oh, when, yeah, the first car chase, Knight Rider, is when Knight Rider dies. I like when he's like, call me Knight Rider, and I legit was like, Done. (laughs) See, okay, you were like, no. He's like, call me Knight Rider, and I'm like, right there, like, okay, Knight Rider, like, got it, on it. Knight Rider is the David Hasselhoff TV show. All right, okay. (laughs) But, and I will, oh my gosh, because it's like, I felt, I kept getting distracted because I was like, far too clean, too much society are my, these police are terrible, was another thing thing. I had. I, I felt like this first car chase really sums up everything you need to know. Because for, like, the first half of the car chase, it's just two cars yeah. on the road. It's just Knight Rider and a cop. Yeah. I that was the big the cop and the skinny cop yeah. who got the bird slice. Okay. Yeah. And then, like, slowly more society starts getting introduced. And then yeah. they almost run over the kid, which was beautiful. Yeah. They had a lot of, and I noticed when Knight Rider died and when the biker guy died at the end, before they hit whatever they hit that killed them, they had, like, the close-up on the bug eyes. I quite enjoyed that. I like the bug eyes. It was interesting seeing the editing in this movie and then just comparing it to, like, what I know he was going for in Fury Road. Because you can see where it's like he wanted to do that same stuff. He just didn't have the budget for it, so they didn't get all of the shots needed to do it. Well, like, is that just speeding up the film when, like, they pumped on the nitro? They did do that, but what I'm talking about specifically was, like, um, I watched, like, a little video essay of the cinematographer speaking, and it was about the editing in Fury Road. And they were saying how... The director was, like, everything was centered in it Mm -hmm. because the shots were so quick. They're, like, your eye is, we are not going to give the audience's eyes enough time to move around the screen. Mm -hmm. So everything needs to be in the crosshair, like, in the crosshairs, absolutely centered as much as possible because it's going to, like, we are going to be cutting it that quickly. And in this, whenever there was, like, the, actually, basically when I saw this was when anyone was dying on the road in this. Where it's, like, it sped up, and I was just like, oh my goodness, everything is, like, absolutely centered again. And mm. because this, there was a lot of, like, really wide shots with, like, slow wipes. Mm. Very rare there's none of that, because it's, like, so fast-paced. But watching this, it just made me think about, like, okay, it seems like if he had a bigger budget and had been able to afford more coverage editing style-wise would have been a lot more similar to Fury Road, but you can Mm. just kind of tell he didn't have the budget to get the shots that's needed for that. Yeah. And so I just thought that that was interesting, watching Mm. how he cut the um, car chases in both of the movies. So I was having a grand old time analyzing that. I was having a fun old time just watching car chases. Okay. (laughs) I'm a hundred percent a two-year-old. Give me a fast car or a motorcycle running down the road. I will say this. God, have I talked to you about how I want to get a motorcycle? Yes. I still want to get a motorcycle. (laughs) So badly. I've Uh, had a motorcycle. You've had a motorcycle? Yes. I I come from... Do you still have it? No, I had. What happened to it? I had to sell it. Did you not think that maybe you might, like, have a roommate who would want a motorcycle at some point in the future? How inconsiderate! I also moved to three different states all across the world. No, excuse me, you know that a motorcycle is, in fact, a vehicle that can transport you from state to state? Yeah. Across the country? From Virginia to Arizona? I have a friend who drove from New York City up all the way through Canada to Vancouver and back. So I don't want to hear any excuses, young Missy. True. I, I could have held on to my rolly suitcases and just tried Exactly. To I see no flaws in this plan. Uh, no, it's I, a little U-Haul trailer and... 
No, I come from a line of motorcyclists. Yeah, my God, I've talked to your mom on the phone, and the fact that that woman rides a motorcycle just makes my heart happy. Well, she doesn't drive. She rides on the back. I know. But my dad used to be a motocross racer. Oh. So, my dad used to do motocross in California, and then he almost spun out or wrecked or something, like, a week before I was born, and then he was like, well, I probably shouldn't do this, and I think my mom might have yelled at him. But it was like, oh, I think I probably shouldn't die on a motorcycle before my first child is born. Oh, my God. So, then he stopped, and then... Now they just ride? Well, they... My dad got another, like, Suzuki... And then my brother got a mini one, mm-hmm. and then we would race on that. And then he now they have a Harley. Nice. So now they take the Harley. Around. My godfather. I don't know if he. I think he sold the one he had when I was little. But I know at one point he had a Harley. I don't know if he still rides though. I know if he does, it's not on that original bike. Yeah. But anyway, it's nice. So I. So I mean. Maybe we should just... The, the plot of Mad Max mm-hmm. is that Max is a cop. Yes. Max sees his best friend catch on fire. Okay. Nope. There's... Because the catalyst here is that the cops kill... Oh, yeah. This biker called Knight Rider. And so then his entire biker game is like, well, we gotta kill the police that killed the Knight Rider. Right. So, so then, the fir- then they go after Max's best friend first, and they burn him alive. I believe his name is Goose. Goose? <laughs> Which, if it is, I'm really excited. Okay. But it's like, so, they go after his friend, and they burn him alive. Jim Goose. Jim Goose. And then Max goes to see Jim Goose in the hospital, and he's all horrified. They're like, oh my gosh, look at the shell of his best friend. Like, And what does he say when he goes out? Like, that thing is not my friend. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Max, you are being... Not a supportive person right now. Um, and so he goes to quit to his boss. And this is, like, that was one of my favorite scenes because he goes into quit. And Mad Max is wearing all, like, his, his black leather uniform, handing in, like, his resignation letter. And his boss is wearing the leather pants, a scarf, and he is holding a watering can. And they're having this very, like, philosophical conversation about, like, how Mad Max can't do this anymore. And he's like, yes, you can. Like, join me watering my plants. But anyway, so Max goes to quit his job because he's scared. And his boss is like, you know what? Take a couple weeks off. Go on a trip. Were they married? Yes. With your wife. Like, and then come back and see how you feel. And so then the biker gang, like... Kills his wife and his kid quite horribly. I guess Horrid. The, I guess technically the wife isn't technically dead, but the doctors were talking and it's like her arm is gone. They're like, what do we have to replace? And they just, like, laundry list of organs that are, like, no longer they, functioning or they have to replace. And, I feel like we glossed over this. What? They ran her yeah, over on oh motorcycles. Like, she's running down the side of the running road holding the kid. Running with the, the child's. And then, which they kept forgetting the kid. Oh my god, that kid, I don't Ash know. Ash and I were watching it, and we're like, where is their kid? Well, maybe someone's, like, maybe they got a sitter. Oh no, there he is. It was the sitcom like, child I was like, film. they got a dog. Why did you get a dog? You can't take care of your kid. They just left that kid everywhere. Yeah, but okay, so, but you see them running on the road, and you see the bikes come up behind them, and then you see the kid's shoe. And a ball. And a ball. Nope. Just go down the road. And I will say that it's like, I think we kind of knew that the wife was going to die. We knew they were both going to die. Um, and I was not anticipating that. Nope. But what I was anticipating was, because in the beginning, there's kind of, we see like a wide shot of the scene where they're dragging that woman out from the car. And then later we see her half naked with the chain around her neck. And I was anticipating a scene that was similar to that. Yeah. And I gotta say, I much prefer the shot of the shoe and the ball rolling down the road and then seeing him run up. Because I just feel like it's so much more dramatic. Yeah. We don't need to see her. No, and and it was shot, it was a wide shot, so you couldn't even see the body. Like, there was no blood. Like, you couldn't see anything. But But it was still just as dramatic. Right, and just as horrifying. Yeah. Because you're like... Oh, I know what she looks like. If not more so, because you just, Oh my god, we were both speechless. Yes. And no, then seeing that, her in the hospital bed afterwards, uh, too, where we're like, her arm is gone. Just... That... 
Which is a nice little parallel to the fact that she ripped off someone else's arm. She did, yeah. I thought that was nice, too. Yeah. Because she did rip off someone else's arm, which I don't think either of us were expecting either. Well, no, because... So she runs into the motorcycle gang. As she yeah, she's getting her ice cream. Yeah, just right. by chance. And then they try to like steal her car and steal her. And the he child. does that really weird, creepy thing with his tongue in her ice cream mm. cone. And then she kicked him in the nuts. Yes. And all of us were like, "Yes!" Um, all of us is in the two of us. <laughs> Millie came in, and then the one of the dudes threw a chain and must have wrapped his arm around the yeah. chain to stop the car. And- <laughs> You know, these Australians. <laughs> Watch it. They're going to get mad. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry, Caitlin and Brocklesnitch. <laughs> That's why I'm doing really well to not make any disparaging remarks. God. I feel like that ship has sailed for me. Oh. It's not out of... It's out of love. But, like, yeah, he wraps his arm around the chain. Yeah, and then... he's got to stop the car with his body weight. Or, like, leap onto the car. I don't know. We don't know. The henchmen were not very smart No. And then... The chain, like, cuts off circulation because she guns it and it yeah, rips off his arm. Which, speaking of the henchmen... Oh, my God. A-plus performance. Well, because <laughs> Ashley mentioned halfway through that I guess one of the trivia facts for this is that a lot of these henchmen were not actors. They were just men who owned motorcycles. Yeah, like, and the motorcycle gang apparently rode to set every day on their motorcycles, in their costumes, with their guns... Down the open highway, and so they had they all had letters on like production company stationery that was like, Dear police officer, I am an actor going to set. Please don't arrest me. This is a fake. Really? Gun. Where, yeah. where is this information from? It's from IMDb. Okay, so take that with a grain of salt, but it's um, a better source than Wikipedia. But the thing that I like is that this makes so much more sense if they were not actors because. Every time there's, like, a wide shot of them, and it's like, okay, motorcycle gang, get from point A to point B, I got the feeling that he was just like, okay, guys, you're crazy people, go! Yeah. And they're like, woo, cartwheels! Like, Wait, what, what point, Right, at what point two of them got off the bike and started dancing? <laughs> yeah, and there's, like, they drag a mannequin around and stuff, and it's yeah. like, I feel like he was like, okay, guys, remember, you're crazy, action and they were like boy yes sir we are crazy people i was like guys it, it fits because i'm legit terrified because i think that you are all mentally insane right but i don't think that this is the intimidating maybe it is the intimidating it's a different kind of crazy than yeah. what i was expecting and it's scary for completely different reasons right well and like, like what was it the these... left shark in the super bowl yeah <laughs> it's like god that this. is exactly <laughs> <it>. <laughs> not the parallel we need this motorcycle game was a bunch of left sharks. Right. <laughs> like, the one rule is oh don't gosh. look down the camera, don't talk. You're a bunch of crazy motorcycle people, don't look at the camera, no speaking, get from over here to over there. Okay, got that? You ready? Okay, go. <laughs> so when that badass old lady had them all, like, had them at gunpoint, Yeah. one of them was just hanging out on the wall? <laughs> Because I thought that they had crucified someone on the side of the barn. And I was like, oh my gosh, guys, there's someone, they just strung up someone on the side of the barn. And then the next shot, we see him just climbing down the wall. And Ashley goes, oh no, I guess he was just hanging out. (laughs) I guess he was. One of the guys is like, I heard we need levels. We need levels. One of us get up here. Guys, fill the frame. (laughs) I'm going to be famous, Mom. Stuck in the background. No more. Alright, so... Oh, also, just the fact that all of these men ride around with axes? Yeah. Like, that was... Speaking of things that we were not expecting from this motorcycle game, that is also, for me, included on this list, is that whenever they attacked a car, everyone pulls out axes and starts chopping away at this car. Like, it is completely unusable. Like, the one time... That's the thing, like... Yeah, I think that was the biggest problem. The biggest moment where I was like, oh, this has nothing to do with Fury Road. Was when they were tearing apart that first car. Yeah, because they, like, just tore up the car for fun. Yeah, and because that's what I was thinking, too, because I was like, this is not a society where every resource needs to be carefully saved and preserved, clearly. Because these men are just ripping this car to shreds. Right. I feel like things are in short supply. Kind of like now, where we probably should be doing things better. Oh, we're not. No. Um, 
But we should. Um, so, but I, I did love that moment because, like, the car is, like, driving and you mm. think they're away. Yeah. And the motorcycles just appear. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I like Because it made him feel like sharks. Yeah. Um, which I, I enjoyed. And then, yeah, they, like, shoved an axe into the car and was like, Stop. And, like, that metal spike, someone had, yeah. like, a javelin that was, like, through the top of the car. A spear? Shh. Oh. My cousin threw the javelin in a... Oh, javelin his, makes much more sense. No, his college um, track team, like how there's mm. the javelin event. So he owns a javelin now. And then so, like, whenever I, instead of spear, what comes to my mind first is javelin. Because it's like, I've held one of those. I've never held a spear. Um, um, and we haven't mentioned this yet, but Toe Cutter. Toe Cutter? Toe Cutter, who's the lead of the motorcycle gang. Oh, with ponytail, top-notch guy. Yes. Okay. Uh, Pepe Le Pew with the streak down the hair. Yes. Um, is Amora Tanjo. He's I did only, not realize that. He's the only actor to appear in all Mad Max films. But he died. As different characters. He's always a different character. Oh, he's always a different character. Yeah. Toe Cutter is not oh, Amora Tanjo. He's the same actor as... Same actor. I didn't even know the same character. No, no, no. Sorry, oh, same actor. That's interesting. Like Hugh something... Okay, really? really? Oh my gosh, really? that's fascinating. Really? Is really? he the baddie in all of them too? I don't know. His name's Hugh Keys uh, Bryn. Okay, cool. That's awesome. Um, so he uh, is the toe cutter in this. Um, and nice. he's also, well, maybe he's not in Mad Max 2 or 3. Oh, maybe not. Maybe Sorry he's about just that. in Fury Road in Mad Max. Still yeah. fun fact. Still, Still a fun fact. Fun fact. Um,. So, yeah, felt like I should just say that. Um, um, I do have a note at one point that says this movie makes no sense. And I think that's when I was like, yeah. going to go get my knitting. I have what is happening a couple of times, but also, I mean, I couldn't understand anyone. So that was part of the reason for me. And then a lot of, oh. there was a lot of dialogue that was over radios. Yeah. I was like, I can't hear the radios. And I know it's important and we probably should have put on the subtitles, but we didn't. And I, I got what happened, you know. Um, you want to talk about the last scene? Where he, where he handcuffs the guy to the car? Uh, not that, but um, we should talk about that. Yeah. But the Jeffs running through the woods. And then yeah. Okay, so when the motorcycle gang finally catches up to Mad Max and his wife. Jess decides to go to the beach. To which Sunday. is apparently like a mile away through Without the Without her child, again. Yeah. And later on, when she sits down inside and she's like, oh wait, no one's watching my kid. What's the kid's <laughs> name? We spent ten minutes screaming at each other. His name is Sprog. Which is slang for child. Yes. In Australia. But what is his real name? No, no, no. Is it like the wilding rule where you don't name your kid until after a couple of years just in case they die before that? I'm sorry. Is that a Game of Thrones yes, reference? It is. Just, <laughs> I, just because it's a Game of Thrones reference, I'm just going to say no. Fine. Wait, why can't you name a wildling child? Because it's like their kids die so often before, I think, two. So that they don't name their children before then. So you won't get attached to it. No, it's more oh. of like a bad luck type of thing. Uh, where it's like, once they reach past this age, they're probably going to make it so now we can name them. But that... until then, there's a too high percent chance that they'll die. But you would still get attached to Oh, yeah, no, the problem is not of attachment. It's oh. a superstition. Alright. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Anyway... Not the case, apparently. No, I feel like they maybe... I don't know. I like that it's just named child. Okay. Because, like, I also feel like maybe it might be named Max. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Um, we already got one of those. Right. And I also feel like it allows the audience to not get too attached to it. Well, because also, before this kid died, I had written down this kid as my least favorite character. <laughs> Oh, you! And then I felt person. absolutely terrible when he got run over by the motorcycle because I was like, "I'm a bad person." You know, he. Well, here's the thing. This is another canonical thing. Hmm. In Mad Max, the child is clearly a boy. Yes. In Mad Max Fury Road, it's a girl. It's a girl. Yeah. Okay, I was like, I was like, make, is there a point to this, no, or are we just make of that what you will? Mic drop. Okay. Um. Well. We did talk about while we were watching this that he does like his badass old woman. 
George Miller. George I thought Miller. you meant Mad Max. Nope. <laughs> Not Mad Max. George Miller does like his badass older woman. I was woman like, wait, did I miss that? like, <laughs> pass the, is it Bachelle? Bachelle? Bechtel. Bechtel. See, I've been saying Bachelle for years. I know. Thank Bechtel. you, Tony Awards. Yep. <laughs> pass the Bechtel test. By this scene, when the old one with the gun and his wife are being like, you okay? Yep. Okay, good. This is how we're going to survive and get out of here. But, um, so I liked that. But, so, sorry, what we were talking about was her running through the woods. Yes. So, Jess goes uh, to the beach, and then on her way, you can see that, like, there, you can see that motorcycle gang in the trees. Yeah. But she's like, Walking to the beach with the dog. Yep. Who dog doesn't have a name either? No, because it's a freaking dog. And this dog, not man's best friend. No, because he ran away. That's the thing. He was like, oh, I think there's trouble coming, best skadoodle. Right. And the dog saw one of the motorcycle guys, and he didn't even bark. Yeah, I know. Bad dog. Bad dog. I've never had bought the dog. Anyway, so Jess is like running back through the woods because she realizes that something's wrong. Yeah. And she's like sprinting through the woods, and then. It's a series of unfortunate events. So she runs, falls, yeah. gets back up, keeps running. And this runs, is after she's finally dropped the umbrella. Right. Fi- runs into a flock of pigeons. Well, pigeon who just fled <laughs> one pigeon who flew directly at her face. I feel like there might have been a second one. Where they were just like, fly! <laughs> oh my god. It was the equivalent of taking the dead pigeon and, and just, just chucking it. And just throwing it at her, like, pigeon in the face <laughs> Pigeon. So this pigeon, and then she like uh, shakes the pigeon off, keeps running, and then she runs to the carcass of the dog that's hanging from the tree, which was shocking. Both of us were like, "Oh, oh no!" no. So the dog died, which we felt bad about calling the dog a bad dog because it was yeah, yeah, he didn't deserve that. No, and then she runs into what I can only describe as an extra from the hills have eyes. Yeah. Which apparently was a nice guy who's just going to look for her, but she's being chased by all these men and just freaks out. Like he's huge. He's like cross-eyed. He's got the teeth. Like just wearing plaid and suspenders. Oh my god! And so she runs straight into him, screams, and then keeps running. And And he's falling behind her, like I don't know what's wrong. Right. And then he runs up, and the old lady is like. Well, what did you do? And he's just like, well, I was trying to help. And then so Max is like, no, guys, something's actually wrong. You know, hey, big guy, come with me. And the old woman's like, oh, let's just sit you down. Let's wrap a blanket around you. Sit you down. But and then so she sits her down, and she finally catches her breath, and then goes, oh, no, where's my kid? Right. <laughs> Knew I forgot something. It's and, my child. Right. And then she's like, she runs over to the blanket, and there's no kid, which is Surprise, surprise. And then the motorcycle gang are just, like, holding the kid. Yeah, in front of the barn. Which is when I thought that they had also crucified someone. Right. But they were just <laughs> utilizing all the available space. But that, that was, that was, that was a weird scene. That was a weird scene. I mean, suspense was through the roof. Oh, no, 100%. It. Um, it kind of made me think, like, maybe she has been expecting, because... Maybe this is just her showing how she's been super paranoid since the whole ice cream incident. What do you mean? I'm sorry. Because, well, just when they were going through the woods and, like, you could see them, but you couldn't. Oh, yeah. It was kind of like for a moment there, I was like, are they actually there? Or is this just oh, her being paranoid? I see. Yeah. No, I can't. I, I agree with you when she, like, because we were both like, run, yeah. run. And she was like, oh, no. Well, she holds on to the beach umbrella and her beach bag for entirely too long. Right. And we were also talking about how, like, just oh. safety announcement. Fun. If, if you safety were running... with Debbie. Yeah. Just, this is going to be like a series where it's like self-defense with Debbie. <laughs> Wait, can I do the same thought? Go for it. Song? Go. Self-defense with Debbie. Yeah. If you're running... You slow down when you look behind you. So it's like, if you think someone is chasing you, mm-hmm. do not look back to see what it is. Mm-hmm. You get the heck out of Dodge as quickly as you can, and you do not turn around to see if it is still chasing you. 
If you think it might be, assume that it is, and keep running. Do not look back. Hi-ya! End <laughs> self-defense segment. Oh, that was it. Self-defense for Debbie! Yep. Yeah. It's like, because I learned that... <laughs> just did the theme song. <laughs> I was gonna say, I learned that in relation to when I was running cross-country in middle school, where... My mom and dad were like, don't look behind you, just see if anyone's following you because you slow down. But then it was also, like, practical advice. Yeah. If you are actually running away because you are in danger, you will still slow down if you look behind you. So, like, yep. Fair enough. Yep. Um, so, there you have it. The morning is It's a rainbow here. Okay. So, let's talk about the end. So like Mad- the very end. Yeah, so okay. Mad Max chases down everyone, kills everyone. Yes. Although he kills the toe cutter by circumstance. Like, he's chasing the toe cutter. Yeah. And the toe cutter just, like, cuts in front of a big Greg truck. Yes. I feel like, give him five more minutes and he would have plowed him over. A hundred percent. Yeah. But, like, he technically doesn't kill the toe cutter. That just, you know, this process got sped up by a semi. Right. And then, there's one guy left, Johnny Boy. Yes. And Johnny Boy... Who is the one who... Killed his best friend. Goose. Was forced to kill his best friend. Because he didn't want to, like, match. Yeah, Goose. And then he's, like, the schizophrenic one who they captured for raping that woman and killing... Or, and I guess they raped the other man, too. I think so. I think so. Which is why it kind of made me sick when they were like, oh, a woman and a kid, like, dessert. I was yeah. just like, oh, my God. No. Um, but, so, they... Goose and Max had caught him taken him in, yeah. and then he got let off because no one showed in court. Yeah. And so this is the last man of the biker gang that he kills. Yeah. And he cuffs his ankle to a car. That is wrecked. Yeah. That was run off the road. Yeah. And is leaking gas. And is leaking gas. And gives him a hacksaw. And is like, you, and he sets up this little, like, What's Rue Goldberg machine? Is that the one where you knock yeah, on something? Yeah, well, it was and, kind of like a bowl. That was yeah. like, as soon as the bowl overfills, the overfills gas... will flow down to the lighter. Mm-hmm. Which, boom. Boom. Let's say it one more time. Boom. boom. We did that at the same time both times. That's because we're like God, twins. we're so talented. Um, ta- he gives him a hacksaw and is like, it'll probably take you like ten minutes at a good clip to saw through the those handcuffs. Hand if you're lucky, it'll take you five to saw through your ankle. And then he drives away, and we see it go boom in the background. We're like, boom. Never gonna get old. <laughs> anyway, so like, that's how we, that, they did a lot of off-screen deaths in this. Yeah. But well, did see. it works. They were great. They were yeah. very suspenseful, very effective yes. deaths, and we didn't see them. Which, we, like, take note, everyone. Right. We did see one on-screen real death. <laughs> oh my god, yeah! When he's chasing after, like, the greater motorcycle gang. I'm trying to see if I can find And they're all, that. like, going... He, they all crash on the bridge. There's a slow-motion shot of, like... A rider. A rider just going off his motorcycle, skidding, and then, like, just, you know, skidding along on his butt, and then a motorcycle comes along, and the front wheel whacks him straight in the back and you see his head go forwards and actually are watching that we watched it twice because we're like we think a man just died but the thing is i i can't tell if this is the real sound which it can't be or if it was just it was not the real sound if it was just it, th- someone had to like make that because that clip of it hitting the bike helmet yeah. is so perfectly in sync that that it, was not original sound uh, like it they had to know that that was just too good a footage. Well, not to I use. think that's why they used it because you know that they were filming it and he's yeah. watching, like, got the dailies back, like, oh, right. that one! Like, like it, it made my stomach hurt because it's just. And it's like, oh my god, I was already cringing when you see him bouncing on the ground. Yeah. Because this was after you told you told me that right. a lot of them were like, well, that's guys, like, and I'm like, surely this is a stuntman. This is a close up. Surely this is a stuntman. There was a lot of scenes, though, like, when they fall into the water and stuff, where, like, mm-hmm. normally, like, I feel like now you're starting to get to the point where you know it's a stuntman, because, like, the body's straight, yeah, and, you know, like, very rarely will you see people, like, fall into the water Like, while weird. flailing, aimlessly, right. yeah. 
And then when this one, the guy falls on all fours. Oh my god! Like just weird things where I'm like, oh, that's 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 what. That's we're just like, oh my god! Someone just died. (laughs) So, but most of this, most of the deaths were off screen, except for that one. one We saw one of the biker gang just like, oh my gosh, just right in the back of the head. Ugh. Um. So clearly he's been a fan of the practical stunts from the beginning. Right, that's the thing. But I feel like this looks much more practical than Mad Max Fury Road. Well, I think that's just budget reasons. And I think the fact that when you watch Mad Max Fury Road and you know that it's all practical stunts is even that much more astounding. Because True. it's so like, oh my gosh. I also feel like they he didn't have superhumans doing the stunts on this one. Right. And actually, I follow on Twitter the stunt double for um, Furiosa. Furiosa. She's amazing. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I want to I love be her. her. Yeah. Yeah. No, um, I also feel like stunts are so, like, nothing ever is practical anymore. Mm-hmm. So the fact that Fury Road is practical, it's the fact that, like, we all had to see it. And then afterwards, we were like, okay, that's practical, right? Like, you know that this happened. And then everyone was like, what? And then yeah. you go see it again, and you're like, like what? <laughs> Like, you have to be told this is practical. Yeah. Otherwise, I... That's why everyone's... That's why it's such a big deal. That's why everyone's talking about right. it. It's because everyone just assumed that it wasn't. It's like, no, those are real people. No. What? That dude is actually playing the guitar. No, those are actually men up on bulls. Right. <laughs> but this is much more like, oh yeah, it was shot for like $10 and a pizza. You know, like... It's actually a bit more like, of course, like, someone would jump off a bike. Of course, like, yeah. you are feel strongly, so you would, you know, donate your life and soul to get this made. Mm-hmm. I just feel like on the lower budget ones, I'm always like, yeah, of course, like, someone could do that. But, like, uh... <laughs> okay, Ashley. Well, you know, like, some, if something needs to get done, you're like, yeah, 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 here's my jacket. I wouldn't say, like, yeah, 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 I'll jump off the pole. But I'm just saying. I really want to go to um, Brooklyn Stunt School. Okay, so what do you need to know about this one to pretend like you've seen it? Watch Fury Road. (laughs) No, I feel like we need to take this as itself without thinking about Fury Road. Um... I feel like you should know that it's where we see Max's descent into mad, into the mad. He starts off as sane Max and ends up as mad Max, where it's like, this is the descent. Yeah? Yes. Okay. I was just about to say that. Uh, I feel like you should know that this, the stunts are practical. I don't think that's no. a need to know. All right. Maybe. Australia? Australia. Yes. Oh, could we also say... Australia is beautiful. Australia is gorgeous. I spent so much time just being like, oh, oh goodness, that's lovely. Oh, look at that with the hills. I know. And it just like, if you were to tell me this was all filmed in one place, I would have been like, you are wrong. But it's like so green. And then it was like luscious yeah. hills and then beautiful beaches. You know what? Maybe that's the third thing when you said it's so green is that the world has not burned yet. The world is not on fire. Yes. This is a pre-fire world. Which kind of goes along with the first point, but it's more of, like, the world progression instead of Max's progression. Yeah, I would say that this is not a dystopian society. No. I would say that the only reason... on the brink of it. Right. The only reason this is described as a dystopian society Mm -hmm. is because Mad Max 2 and 3. Yeah. I feel like this is just before the other shoe drops in the world. Yes. But it has not dropped yet because there is still a structure to this world. There is still law enforcement. There is still apparently a justice system. I'm using the wrong word. Okay. I meant this is not apocalyptic. Yes. Okay. This is dystopia. This is not apocalyptic. Sorry. Gosh, what was that? Apocalyptic. So, I'm so sorry. There we go. Yeah. Uh, this is a dystopia. Which, right. It's not the dystopia I feel like our dystopias have become now. Yes. But I feel like we are all forgetting that dystopia doesn't mean the entire... Yeah. <laughs> post-apocalyptic and dystopia are not the same thing. Although they are seen together quite frequently now. They are. Post-apocalyptic, post-apocalyptic dystopian future. Hmm. Yes, it's all so frequently one thing. This is just a dystopia. Which, like, that's a curious... 
time period that I feel like is not being explored anymore. The dystopia yes. without the apocalypse. Yes. Um, but that's a conversation for another time. Um, yeah, so that was Mad Max. Um, we might do two and three later. I would like to do two and three well, eventually. Well, I gotta say, what, if you had asked me in the first half of this movie whether I liked it or not, I would have said nope. But second, like, you know what? I like this. Yes. Um, I, I really want to see two and three now. Would you recommend anyone see this film? Yes. I, I would recommend, well, I don't know actually because I haven't seen two and three. See. And so I don't know whether you should see this one with the other two or just skip straight to the other two because I kind of want to see how much this plays into his emotional psyche. Mm. I am of, I am of the impression where you don't have to see this so far. Okay. But I'm eager to see two and three as well. Yes. But I feel that, like, if I was going to show someone this film, mm-hmm. I would have my remote control handy and I'd fast forward a little bit. Okay. Fair I enough. I would definitely be like... Ah. But, yeah, so we'll probably... We'll be, we might end up doing two and three as episodes in the future. Yeah, I think we will. Yeah. If any case, we're certainly going to watch them. But, um... We just might not talk to you we about We just them. might not talk to you about them, so, hmm. <laughs> but, so, next time, we are, like we said, we're taking a bit of a break in the summer. We are doing episodes on the 1st and the 15th of the month, and so we're going to do one we both haven't seen was this one. Mm-hmm. One I haven't seen will be the 15th. And uh-huh. then we'll go back to one we both haven't seen on the mm-hmm. 1st of August, and the one Ashley hasn't seen on the 15th of August. Yes. So... We're still going to alternate. It's just going to be every other one will be one that neither of us have seen. Yes. So that being said, the 15th of July, you're going to watch Leon the Professional. Yeah. Which I have not seen. Starring... Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman, Gary Oldman, mm-hmm. and Jean Renault. Yeah. Very excited for I that. that all from memory. Good job. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So, for the time being, this is You You Haven't Seen, I'm Debbie. And I'm Ashley. And as always, be sure to rate and review us on iTunes. Check us out on Twitter at YHS underscore podcast. And on Tumblr at You Haven't Seen dash podcast.tumblr.com. Yeah. I don't know why I always have problems. That's fine. We got it out. Uh, (laughs) But we'll see on the 15th with Leon the Professional. Woo!